All right. Hi, everybody. This is A7X Fan Ben with Xerix, and this is Pirate CSG podcast number 52. How are you after all this time? Man, it's like been a year plus. Uh, I'm good. I mean, we've survived 2020. Yep. So, yeah. huzzah. None of us have gotten scurvy. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right. Uh, so, we're just going to do a little random podcast here for people listening, just kind of. A short one just to get back into things. Um, part of it, too, just to test out our equipment after it's been a while, or at least for me. Um, and uh, I should be able to do more podcasts this year than last year. Yeah, so we were just talking about how uh, on Shout Engine, it shows the last podcast, number 51, with Get em Powder, was April 4th, 2020, release date. So, so it's been like 13 and a half months. And uh, the one before that was December 2019, so... I should be able to do more podcasts uh, this year, like I said. I'm going to try to get at least one more uh, with former WizKids, like Pirate CSG employee, on the podcast, hopefully. Um, and then maybe more than one, hopefully. And then I was talking about my, on my vlog that I released earlier today uh, that my commute home from work right now is kind of lengthy. So I'm going to try to figure out a way to record a podcast like hands-free talking on my phone and then like upload it from there. <laughs> so <laughs> so just All right, for, well, don't drive off the highway when you do that man yeah 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 that would be, be catastrophic yeah no it should be should be fine um so i was already i was making a call the other day and it's just like my phone interfaces really well with my car's uh like the center display thing so so it should work fine oh that's nice yeah and then Basically, I'm in I'm in Hawaii, but it, that could actually work well because I might be going home between like three and six p.m. each day. So that'd be like Pacific time, like six to nine, and then like Eastern time, like nine to twelve p.m. So so it could actually work decently well despite the time zone differentials. So yeah, and you never know. Maybe one day we'll get someone uh, from the European players on the podcast. Yeah, because I know there's some um, uh, people all over the world who play the game. Yeah. Yeah, you could get someone who's actually like ahead of you. Yeah. Because like, exactly. wait, it's like three to six for me. It's like what one to two for you or something. It's yeah. Like, ha ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's been weird coming back from the deployment because we were in the Middle East for a while, which is like ahead of uh, U.S. times. So I had to like when we were coming back east to get back to Hawaii, I had to like readjust because then I was so used to being ahead of like where my where my family lives to talk to them on the phone. And then we get back to Hawaii, and all of a sudden, I'm, like, six hours behind. I'm like, oh, wow, they're already, like, going to bed oh, now. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, now it's the opposite. So instead of, yeah. so instead of jet lag, would that be boat lag? Um, I guess, but <laughs> the thing is, like, it was, we usually, we did, like, time zone shifts, like, one hour uh, a day, like, every other day for a few weeks as we were steaming east. So, So it wasn't, like jet lag where you have like a three or five hour difference in a day it would be like one hour every two days so it, would, it didn't really affect us too much um so it wasn't bad because it was all staggered um but yeah and then the weird one of the weirdest part is crossing the international dateline we repeated a day on sunday because when you go west to east across the international oh, dateline cool. yeah it's pretty bizarre so we had like an extra sunday but it kind of just made the last week longer but oh well but at least we're back so that's good and uh and yeah so I've been hey, go to mass content. twice yeah right <laughs> and then uh so i've been making pirates <laughs> content some unboxing videos and whatnot so and then i was just telling xerix before we started recording i'm hoping to fire up my 3d printer right after this for the first time since november so it might be kind of a process to get it uh working properly again but eventually i plan to test out andrew uh pirate captain andrew's uh, uh 3d print files that he posted on the thingiverse so, and that's among the, that's one of the many uh, projects I talked about on the vlog. So, um, so yeah, there's been so much great stuff posted on Discord the past like two months or whatever. It's really amazing. Oh yeah, those guys uh, who want to make, I think they called it uh, Iron Islands or something. Uh, the Discord handles are like, uh, it's like Chops and the other guy. I think Vulcan, who made the uh, 3D printed ships. Yeah. They're like, uh, it's it's like early Steam battleships, to the best of my knowledge. Um, it's been a while Ew. since I looked at what they were doing. 
Yeah, that's not. Uh, and what they're doing is like loosely basing it on pirates. Like movement is measured like this, and ranges are measured kind of like this. But I think there was also like a rock paper scissors element to the game, where it's like, okay, this class of ship can beat this class of ship, but they can't beat that class of ship, and this other class of ship can beat them, but not them. Uh, as far as I know, it's uh, historically based, or they're trying to be as historical as possible. It's like, I think the nineteen teens, like, uh, like either pre or just post World War One era, which for pirates is a wee bit yeah, long because now you're getting into like, like okay, we've got. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you've got turreted uh, gun emplacements on ships, armor-piercing rounds. You've got armored on ships, like, you know, made of iron plate and other stuff, It's which is a far cry from, you know, gunpowder cannons, uh, really just, you know, wood ships with, you know, sails and spar. But it's a really cool game, and I've seen some of the, um, the, the pictures they've posted of, like, you know, okay, here's, like, you know, the battleship. Here is, you know, the cruiser. Here's the transport. Here is just the uh, patrol boat kind of thing. It's like, these are really cool. Uh, I have to, like, you know, give the rules a good thorough look over. It's like, okay, this is something that, you know, I would play, but I need to, like, really read the rules and figure out, okay, what's the best way to, like, you know, maximize this? Do I want to, like, you know, just go and sink people? Or is there, like, another option where I can just, you know, grab gold and stuff like pirates? Yeah, yeah, I probably won't play that one just because I'm so embroiled in pirate CSG stuff. But yeah, yeah, I like the <laughs> I like the pirate CSG stuff they've made over the over the past few months. Like all the 3D printed, like the Bouch one with the decals and stuff. Looks oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay, yeah. I saw a picture of that. I couldn't tell that was a, a print at first. Right? Yeah. I was like, wait so a good. minute, wait a minute. I had to like, wait, I had to really look at him. Like, okay. The artwork is a little bit faded from how a Bauchwan kind of looks, but it looks pretty spot on. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm scrolling through the Discord. Oh, yeah, Arshallen has got his site project going. That's one thing I want to do oh, yeah. sometime, like, in the next month or two, is, like, keep track of all this stuff and, like, document and record, like, people's methods for doing it, like what they've talked about, like how they're doing it. Um, so other people can recreate it. And then if they're willing to share, that's cool. If not, that's fine too. But yeah, so Vulcan with the three printed decal chips, he's like the farthest along in terms of like pure progress. And then Andrew's Prince, he's got a lot of good uh, 3d print files. So he's got a lot of different models. People can print using their 3d printers. Um, so you don't have to recreate all the files from scratch which is really cool. I'm super, I'm still so glad he shared that, uh, the Thingiverse post he has with a ton of the, he doesn't have all the ship types um, that I'm aware of, but uh, but he has a ton of them, so that's really cool. Arshallan with his site project, and Arshallan has posted, I'm looking at this 3D ships like picture, and he's got, I don't know if Arshallan's actually trying to make something like that in terms of like a playable game, but, but there's definitely some potential here for, something that would eventually look similar to the Sony online entertainment version of like a virtual. Oh yeah. The 3d space. renders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The renders. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I saw those. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like he's got some like animations. I think of them just like spinning around. Yep. Like, okay, that's pretty nifty. Yeah. Like if we could find a way to get like, you know, that for like, you know, a game, we could just, you know, have campaign games there. But that might take a lot of horsepower on a computer. It's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. That's that's the thing. Like, still the way to go for now. Yeah. I know, because even right now in CG4, we've encountered some serious lag uh, due to the massive... Really? Space. You have? I have, yeah. I guess your computer upgrade is... Now your computer is actually better than mine. It's been like a reversal, I think. So. Yeah, I switched over from a laptop to um, a dedicated, like, you know, PC with monitor. Oh, So that might be why. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that that's something I don't know if yeah. I would get, given my, like, transitory lifestyle. But even if I don't, I do plan to upgrade my laptop uh, probably this year. It might be after I get over to Washington in, like, September. But, yeah, it'll probably be this year. I just got to do enough research. And that's something I'm probably not going to like, be Washington... D.C. or the state of Washington? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Washington, uh, Pac Northwest area, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. So. Ah, all yeah. right, all right. Yeah. So, 
And that's yeah, something. And the laptop, laptop is something like that's like one of the small handful of things in life that I would not uh, hold back on, like getting a really good good one. Kind of like pirates, like sometimes cost kind of goes out the window. Yeah. Oh, I want it. <laughs> it's like, you want like the high. Yeah, quality. you get like those um. Uh... Yeah, like a gamer laptop, it's got you know the RGB yeah. like keyboard things, all the like, you know the lights and stuff. Yeah. It's like, ah, yes, my briefcase laptop. Yeah, yeah. Even if I like only use it for like two foot screen, gaming, like Vassal gaming and stuff. Even if I only use it for that, I might just get it anyway, just for like something really good and with like a ton of storage stuff like that. So, so yeah, eventually I'll oh, yeah. definitely do that. Probably after Hawaii, but yeah. So and then no, uh, for, if, for speaking uh, of uh, for storage, yeah. Oh yeah. No, you go ahead. Okay, so like for storage, because uh, I take pictures of stuff. Uh, something I've wanted to get my hands on are like you know compact, like you know, one to two terabyte external hard drives. Yep, uh, I thought about that. Fairly, yeah, they're like phone size. If you've got like you know, um, or like I say, they're phone size. They're like I think not all that uh, large. Mm-hmm. Like you could easily put them in a briefcase and just take them with you. Yep. You just need something to uh, connect to the laptop with, like, a, a connector cord yep. or some kind of USB uh, plug-in thing. Yeah. And that way you can keep stuff not on the laptop. You can keep it on the hard drives mm-hmm. and just take them with you. Yep. Yeah, I like that idea, too, definitely. Um, and then speaking of uh, CG4, you just took your latest turn in that game pretty recently, and then I'm hoping to start my turn. Yeah, I... Tonight, so. Yeah, I wound up... I, I literally spent like two. I think I think I spent like an, a literal month taking my turn. Exactly. Like I did the yeah. I did the jades. I did the Spanish, and then I got to the conglomerate and I succeeded on bringing in a UT. And I was like, uh oh, which one do I choose? What do I choose? Oh crud. Yep. And I didn't want to like you know move everything else and then do that because you know strategy and stuff is like okay yep. if I bring in this then I need to do this. Yep. But there's other like you know bits here. I was like, okay, what can I bring in that is useful, that hopefully won't hurt me, yeah, or like won't make me a target too much. Yep. It's like, oh, uh. oh, and the resources change too. I go three straight sixes, mm-hmm. you know, six yeah. for value, and then two sixes for duration. So yep. we've got twelve rounds of this. Yep. Now, that doesn't matter for the pirates. It doesn't really matter for the cursed. <laughs> uh, to an extent, that doesn't matter for the conglomerate. Yep. For everyone else, that matters. Like yeah. the English, I think, and the Corsairs are going to really right. benefit from that because they've yeah. got that, I think, the food island or something up north. Spices, the right? One that produces uh, the number five. I think, yeah, yeah, because yeah. your resources are different than mine. Yeah. Sort of like for me, number five is food. For you, it's spices, whatever. They've got that. I think that one is valuable according to the chart on the rules. Yeah. And yeah, I so think, under, yeah, under a six yeah. goal, spices as five would be the most valuable at six gold apiece. Yep. And everything else, like, is like not worth a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Like, if the pirates all of a sudden didn't use their UT uh, stuff to bring in the hidden trove <laughs> for whatever reason, they might be in a slight bit of a hole. Because I think all the islands around them, except in, like in the archipelago and where they attack the Spanish, mm-hmm. all of those islands now produce something that's worth like one, two, or three gold. Yep. But there's like a, a hundred. Okay, I need to do like a, go back and look at the most recent count before your turn. Because <laughs> I think there's like 300 plus ships in play. And oh, the pirates, okay. I think, have a literal third of them, if yeah, not think, more. Oh, yeah, I think it's more than a third. Because I think you reported on the email... You reported uh, like three thirty-five, I think, and I know at the last, it, the la- end of my last turn, I think the pirates had one hundred and forty-eight. So, so yeah, <laughs> oh jeepers, <laughs> yeah, uh, oh jeepers, so great. Oh, but then, but yeah, this gets into the ludicrous options the pirates have available in that game. But yeah, so so even if the resources aren't uh, valuable for the pirates. Yes, hidden trove basically gets around. Yeah, that. they can still then, hidden trove. Yeah, but then, but then it gets better because with the arcane, they can bring in. This would be bizarre, but they could bring in like Celestin's charts or something to reset their own resource values of their islands, make them unexplored, and then they explore them again and get maybe they get spices. <laughs> so even if hidden trove wasn't available, there would still be ways for them to manipulate things 
to their economic advantage in the long term. Maybe so. I shouldn't say this, but <laughs> there is a UT that, you know, they could, if they were just particularly diabolical, uh, there's a UT, I think it's from Fiends of the Blood Islands. It's called Adrift. Oh, yes. uh, basically, all islands reset to unexplored. And in parentheses, if used in an economy game, everything goes back to being a blank unexplored island. Oh, yeah. So all resources globally get reset across the board. So, okay, we know what values are, but now no island produces resources. So it's like, oh, shoot. Yep. yep. Oh, so yeah. if they were especially diabolical, they could do that. And like, mm, now that yeah. I've said that, yeah. oh, crud. No, I, no, no, that's, that's actually something I considered. Because when, I think soon after the Arcane was launched, I went through every single UT available. All customs, all WizKids, everything I could even lay eyes on on the internet and elsewhere. So, so I thought about that and I saw that. Um, but I will just hint that they have much more diabolical things um to potentially yank into the game than than adrift it is a solid idea though and an interesting one it would be kind of interesting to do that um just kind of like to change it up just to in case like the game is stale at all so so that could be a consideration and not just them of course because now because now i mean the conglomerate can do that with mata nui so so if they want to if they want to just like make it just, you know, well, change it up. I'm assuming he'll survive the next turn. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, exceptionally worried. I'm assuming he'll survive. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what... Yeah, I mean, your question about a whole line rating is making me nervous. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Someone's going to get it. Yeah, no, that's not... that. I'll, I'll be I'll be upfront about that right now. Uh, for anybody wondering... Um, I proposed a rule change to the CG4 rule set that allows home island raiders to take whatever they want uh, from an enemy's home island. Like, you can look at the coins and whatever else they have, including face-down UTs, which could be interesting, But and then take whatever they want um, instead of having the loser pick. But that's, I'll be up front right now and say that's not that's not a pirate strategy ploy. And I wouldn't want to, like, I, I try my best not to propose rule changes or edits that benefit, like, my strongest faction or anything. Um, so, but like with the home island rating thing, that wasn't like a pirate thing. That was just me wanting to, well, kind of that, I mean, that's how I play it nowadays. So I kind of just, I just prefer yeah. the house rule, but also it makes the ability more viable, which in a campaign game with usually a lot of ships around every home island, it's not that viable in campaign games most of the time anyway. So it can use all the help it can get to even see usage. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the record, for that, I'm in favor of doing that because I already kind of do that. Like, you know, whenever Home Island rating happens in the summer games, it's like, okay, whoever's attacking chooses the coin. So yeah. I've done that uh, semi unofficially or whatever, just like between me and my brother's like, yeah, okay, whatever, just take the coin. Yeah. But like, the other thing that happens too in those games, one of, I have like apparently like mentally scarred one of my brothers. It's like, Anytime something with home island rating on it enters the game, he's like, where is it? I must kill it. It yeah. doesn't matter who I'm playing as. It's like, get rid of it. Because like, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Or he's like, if that gets within three LFB, I am killing it. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe we could do another podcast after my upcoming CG4 turn. I made a, uh, like, what the hell is going on, like, overview a few days ago. Um, oh, yeah, partly yeah. because uh, partly because it's been so long, and because uh, it's been like seven, eight months since my last turn, or since like a full round went by, basically, and it's just like the game has gotten more complex to some extent, and it's just I don't know if I don't think I've done that with this game yet, and we're reaching it's not like anything like the mid game or anything, but like we're reaching a point in the game. Well, where in it's theory, it's not the mid game. Yeah, it should be early. Yeah. Um, but like we're yeah, reaching a like, point where it's like worth it to do a what the hell is going on type post just to give a good overview. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I oh. took a look at the ocean globally when I finished my turn. I'm like, okay, the mercenaries have like ten ships. The Dutch, I think, have like ten maybe as well. Yeah. The French are slightly better off. Yep. The Americans before they attacked the cursed had like, you know, a two dozen or something. And like, you know, okay, Spain now has like, you know, slightly less than a dozen and the English are growing a little bit. So out of everyone who is not the pirates, not the cursed, or like some other people, 
I think the conglomerate is like the third or fourth best faction because they've got the most ships currently. Yeah. I think after like the Pirates, the Cursed, and I think either the Vikings or the Corsairs. Yeah. But like it's still like for the fact that we've been playing since I think late 2018. Yes. Yeah, and we're still early game. Yeah. yeah I mean, oh. although the other thing I'm worried about is, like, is you as the Pirates could just, you know, go, okay, I am like, you know, we're done playing around. We've got the most ships. Time to just wipe everybody out. And we'll just, okay. <laughs> corner to corner we're all pirates now <laughs> so that's like oh crud that eventually i'm figuring that eventually is going to happen but i'm like oh man how do we try to survive that or stop that i'm like oh yeah i don't know if there's a way <laughs> yeah. also you've gone into like custom stuff that i myself haven't seen yeah like you know the very end of the customs database is like links to other stuff oh yeah like a lot of the stuff by vlad i didn't really know existed yeah because it was on poja which i was never part of i, I was part of mini trading for a while yeah. so i knew about stuff that was on mini trading like you know god mason stuff myself obviously uh some of the stuff that you posted there Casador, his stuff and uh i think the guy who made the lighthouses um oh, uh, was that jeremiah yeah 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 yeah, yeah him I know about that stuff. Okay, that stuff I'm I'm pretty familiar with. But, like, you know, the stuff made by Vlad over on the Pojo forums, like, wait, what? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, oh. I got to take a look at some of that stuff for, like, if the Spanish couldn't recover, they're like, okay, let's try and get some of that stuff, maybe. Or some of the other things. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Pirates have a lot of plans. I will say that. They have a lot of uh, different ideas and ideas on what they're going to do and how to proceed so we'll just have to uh see and then yeah maybe we could do another short episode about the game or this game and other games uh after my next turn but but you've got a campaign game of your own coming up hopefully right uh i've yeah yeah um it's actually funny um like in i think like a literal week i think is the one year anniversary of last year's start date for century of economy 2020 yep so i started like i think last year like may 24th or 25th and the game didn't end until september 20th oh man so that's a lot yeah it went for a long time but also in games um we didn't intentionally do this but there was like at least a month of skip time where we just didn't play because, yeah. like, here and there, added up. Like, yeah. you know, a day or two here, like, a, I think the longest we went without playing was, like, a week and a half at some point because of one thing or another. I mean, that was the summer of 2020, so everyone was inside for the pandemic. Southern California and Australia were both on fire, I think. Yeah. Like, okay, we're just going to stay inside and be happy. Yeah. And, like, you know, okay, the game doesn't always necessarily make us happy, so let's, okay, we'll stay inside. And we'll try not to, like, hurt each other. But I have, I think, nine reports for that up on my channel. And I've been, you know, behind the scenes, I've been trying to work on them and keep them up. I've got scripts for, like, I think reports 10 to 15. Uh And I still have, like, 1,700 plus pictures to go through. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm like, like, oh, Oh my God. God. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... And I want to try... Yeah... I want to try to start this year's, like, on the, like, uh, June 11th to 12th. I want to try to start this year's then. Cool. So, I'm like, I need to really sit down and do some crunching. Yeah. I mean, I should have done it over the winter, but, you know, when the game ended and all that stuff and coming up through the holidays, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, you know, 2020 got to all of us. I wasn't necessarily in a good mental spot for, like, the, that entire winter Starting really from like, you know, the latter half of October through to like, you know, the new year. I was like, I just don't want to do stuff. I've discovered Minecraft for the first time. I'm going to just, you know, mine stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a project. And I know that's intimidating because I've gotten behind on reports a little bit in the past. And when you do, you have to like sit down, reanalyze, like figure out yeah. where pictures go. What's what what the hell is going on in the pictures? Uh, even if you have text, you have to match it up with like captions and and like try to remember details that you wanted to add. But now it's been so long that maybe you forgot some of the details and you just start rushing it. And it just, yeah, I totally. Yeah. That's why I try hard not to get behind. My other big thing is, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I say that every, I say this every year and I, every year I do the game, I get behind. I'm like, great. But like the biggest thing for me is not remembering, you know, details of this thing and the thing is like, all right, that ship in the background, what ship is that? Because it's just out of focus. I can't tell what it is. Yeah. Or it's like, okay, uh, this faction did a launch because, you know, here's all the new ships from top down, what are these ships? Like, uh, yeah. I got to study the artwork on the deck, but it's like, yeah. okay, compare this to stuff that we have in our collection. Is this a custom ship? No, okay. Uh, it's Spanish. All right, so that gets out rid of the half the other ones. All right, how many Three Masters have this kind of artwork on their deck plate or, like, you know, on the main deck of their ship? It's like, okay, all right, it's probably that ship. Yeah, yeah all right, let's go with that. So that is like figuring out what ship is what ship is the biggest thing for me. Oh, okay. Uh, my brother actually is does something smart. He opens up he every game for the past two years. He like opens up a notepad file and goes, "On this day, I launched yeah. this, this, and this. Exactly. On this day, they launched that, that, and this." I'm like, I haven't done that. I've just been relying upon my own memory to figure out what I launched and when. So it's like, okay. I can't do this anymore. I need to start now. Okay, keeping track of what I launch on paper yep. or yeah, that's somewhere, exactly, like right down. Yeah, on this like exactly, date, I launched the XYZ. Yeah, that's exactly what I started doing recently, pretty recently, only if, like two or three turns ago on CG4. I now have, CG4 has gotten so huge that with my fleets that I now have a spreadsheet. I have like an Excel document with like, oh wow, not all of the ships in all four of my fleets, but I have... The Vikings don't even have a sheet yet, partly because they don't have like many gunships and they haven't been in combat hardly at all. But the pirates have like an extensive uh, page with like not all their ships because the gold runners I don't really need. Yeah. I just like think about cargo and it's like, does it have a helmsman? If yes, subtract one cargo. That's how much resource it can load, and then I'm good basically because um, I pretty much know the base moves anyway. Um, but then with the gunships and stuff, it's gotten completely insane because there's custom crew on a custom ship with custom equipment and then there's all these like cargo logistics um especially with the dinghy yeah point reducers and modifiers yeah and dinghy yeah and cargo cargo reducers or modifiers yeah so then i've so i've started making um spreadsheet entries for like most of the new pirate and cursed ships um so it's and then i i describe like a role for them and stuff so someday Hopefully I'll reveal some of that as things go along. Um, but yeah, and now with the reports, I think as of the last report or maybe the one before it, um, I started actually saying like which ships were launched and from where and what they have on board with the exception, with the usual exception of like what they um, have face down. So it's like from Skull Valley yeah. last turn, nine ships were launched for 308 total points. That That helps me keep track of points in play, which I just like to know so the, the next point count might not have to be like an hour, hour and a half long. <laughs> and then and then the ship count yeah. helps with hidden trove, of course, which is realistically there's probably gonna be at least one hidden trove introduced per like round of turns. Um, most likely. If not uh, if not more than Yeah, yeah, exactly. If yeah. not more than Oh yeah, exactly. I know the cursed have copying somehow or other. Either Yeah, Davy Jones. They yeah. either have it on a ship or they've yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh Jones. yeah, they have like a triple they got it like a three headed monster with Davy Jones because and then they've got I have insanity to essentially copy Davy Jones. Oh, yeah. Copier copiers. So yeah, it's insane. Oh, and then they have the my custom movie Flying Dutchman. Um which can be used to place oh, yeah. on an enemy ship. So yeah, um, but yeah. So I, oh, that I, might be troubling. Yeah. So then, like from Skull Valley, for example, like it'll say like Freedom Fighter plus Captain Archer Rook, and then I say like abbreviated abilities in parentheses, and then One Eyed Bennett C plus H for Captain Helmsman, and then Four Oarsmen because uh, Captain Archer Rook has the sack ability. So yeah. So that's a way to I've kept track of things. I'm still gonna have to like refer back to the spreadsheet all the time, but at least this way. I don't have to like look at. I don't have to like find a ship's deck plate on the vassal save game file and like bring up all the crew, see what they do, all that. I'll still do that once in a while, but the the thing I'm worried about for time yeah. investment. I mean, that's is, how I've been, been keeping track of it for my fleets because my fleets are still small enough to where that's a feasible way to track who's on exactly. what ship. It's like, yeah, all right, who's on the ship here? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yep. 
So fun thing, actually. Uh, I've been telling my brothers about the game, and they've like seen some of the reports and looked oh, at my shoulder, yes. like awesome. when I've taken my turret, and I'm like, Dark Crest has looked at that and gone, "Dude, uh, I'm sorry, I did this to you, bro." He's like, <laughs> he's like, I think that you know maybe when the game ends, I'll make a retcon to the arcane or something. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's like. Yeah, because he's like, I don't want to mess with you guys while you're going with with the game. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I was like, uh, if and when this ends, I'll <laughs> let me know, and I'll maybe I'll tweak the wording on the arcane or something. It's like yeah. you know, or to make it you know less broken. Because yeah. I like when yeah. you first did that, I was like, wait a minute now, where did this come from? And I, and then I realized. <laughs> okay, let me have a word with you, bro. It's all in the family. <laughs> like, what have you done? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially like, you know when you first started putting the things together. I think your first move was you copied it with Vezog, and yeah. then the first thing you brought on was the thing that I did from Spheres Magna, the Super Ray UT, like the I think I called it Nuva. Yeah, which allowed any ability on that ship to be used by another friendly ship with an S. Yeah, you know, share the love, kind of. Yeah, and you like you know had three cracks at it, and you were like, exactly. Hmm, I see. Yeah, and I, the other moves you did to set it up, uh, you had Runes of Thor and like multiple Nemo's plans. It's like, oh, good grief. Yeah, yeah. It started with the one from the Noble Swan because she had Nemo's plans and Runes of Thor, so that got it going. Just that in arcane is enough to make a massive fleet and like all sorts of combos because then you get you guarantee the six to bring in hidden trove and then you're basically good from there you're off to the races but then when you start stacking the arcane with copiers and then a copy essentially nuva allows me to copy a copier um with like an oarsman essentially um and then yeah, yeah so then i get three cracks at it but then i can i can it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy or like a, I call it, I think in one of the reports, I call it like a closed loop. Closed because, loop. Yeah, because then you use Arcane to bring in more copies of Runes of Thor and Nemo's plans. Since when, so then you have a second copy of each of those, you guarantee the second six to always hit, which I think they did last turn. I still got to catch up on it because it's been so long. But and then And then once they get a third copy of both, I'll have three guaranteed UTs per turn to bring in. So, so it's completely yeah. insane. So then with Evanstar, when it triples in Trove, so now it's like, like 335 ships in play, whatever, so that's like 670. The times three is about 2,000. So they're getting to the yeah. point where they can rake in like 2,000 gold per turn, like guaranteed. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh that's like, that's bonkers. <laughs> Although I'll give you a spoiler uh, from I think the last game we did, uh, the summer game from 2020. Uh-huh. The pirates had you know by traditional gold running they broke 10k. Oh my god! Which was just blew my mind. I was like, okay, you've got 10 pennies, fine, get yourself a dime, yeah. and that's 10k gold or something. I was like, what are you gonna spend that on? I'm like, he's yeah. like, I don't know. I'm guaranteed know. second place at the very least. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was like, okay, well, no one's gonna catch that, probably. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, um, yeah, I don't like when they. That's a very that's, shiny coin you have there. Yeah, he should spend it on. This is I've already commented on this on your past videos, but like he should spend that on gold to launch ships to to knock out whoever has the most ships, so then he can win instead of like saving for second place, which is boring. But, I don't know. Yeah, well, he already had like a massive fleet. Yeah. stuff so he was like ah, i don't think i need any more but also like we get to a point where we run out of stuff to launch a lot faster yeah true because our physical collection isn't as massive and we only like you know use custom stuff like you know the first uh two or three sets that we made yeah so that's return of davy jones the fiends of the blood islands and dark hurts dark tides yeah and not all of them are off the paper yeah so we don't have every single ship ever you know and we only have a limited number of the custom stuff. So I was like, okay, as wars and stuff go on and just weird things happening every now and again with the ship sinking sometimes, eventually you get to a point where there aren't any more ships to launch. Yep. And or I don't have a place to put the deck plates for this because we physically don't have the room for it. Yeah. So it's like, well, I could launch some more, but I don't have a place to put the deck plates to keep track of what I've got going. Exactly. And yeah, that's crazy. 
and or there's other personal reasons where he just doesn't feel like launching it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the pirates are probably issue with Vassal with launches is like the lag eventually. Um I'm really encouraged to hear that your new computer new ish computer has um has decreased the lag issues for you because that's what I've been running into in CG4 the last like two or three turns when the game is like completely uh-huh. blown up. Because it just went from like fifty three hundred points to like seventy four hundred. And I'll I mean I'm I'll be honest, there's probably gonna be another like fifteen hundred or more points introduced this turn. So Oh yeah. Uh, oh so Between, yeah so, uh the pirates, the cursed and oh, yeah. your other guys, the Corsairs yeah. and the Vikings. I just, I just realized nope. that this turn should allow the game to eclipse Command the Oceans as the biggest game of all time. Oh so yeah. Dang. I, it should happen this turn. Um and then what happens soon after that will be we'll reach the five the five digit mark. We'll reach ten thousand total points. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. And the That'll pirates are gonna have like five thousand of it. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well that's the thing. The pirates have been in a huge rush the past like maybe four or five turns um to establish more launch points. Because now they have four, but with the amount of they have essentially yeah, and it's still not cool. enough. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they I'm looking at the pictures from the last report right now. They launched like 41 ships last turn, 1,200 gold spent. I think they still have like 500 left or something, and then they can just get another hidden trove. So even with four launch points, they're just they're still running out of space. So they have to establish more military ports just to launch all the stuff they're trying to launch. So eventually it'll slow down a bit, but it'll be. I would estimate at least two more turns before that. Um, and then the Cursed are actually still kind of getting started with some of their launches, or they're still uh, yeah. they're still establishing launch points. I don't know what so. concerns me the most. The Pirates of the Cursed. <laughs> I don't know what's one of those scares me the most in the game. Like, oh, no. Because I know I've met a lot of, like, you know, powerful Cursed stuff. Yeah. So... Exactly. Yeah, mm. I have too. <laughs> I made a lot of And then there's all your stuff from uh, your Epic C set oh, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh boy, this is going to get interesting or like, you know, ugly real fast. Yeah, it's like, it's oh be, man. It's going to be crazy. Um, oh yeah, I was going to say about yeah. the deck plate thing. Um, I had that deck plate issue in Command the Oceans. You probably remember those pictures where like they're crammed. Like yeah. the titles of the ships are like oh, crammed yeah. as close as possible. And I, there were a few times when I actually had enough um, square crew chips to put on the deck plates, but that took up too much space because I couldn't stack them properly. So I actually didn't even use them sometimes. I would just use the tiny little papers that said like Captain yeah. Marsman on them because that allowed me to stack the deck plates closer um, and have more room. So eventually that massive area where like the Franco, Spanish, and some other faction, I think part of the pirates were there, that area had, I don't know. I thought it was the Americans. Yeah, they had stuff there too. I think it was probably at least 180 deck plates or more in like a like a like three by one and a half foot like rectangle, something like that. It was, it was insane. So yeah, it's just, it's crazy. That's where you have to be careful. I don't know if yeah. you experienced like um, I solved this issue a while ago, but um, with like air conditioning up in that room where I used to live and stuff. But like, but, um, I don't know if you ever had the issue of like. If it gets hot and there's like a fan, and like if you like move oh, the fan the wrong yeah, way, yeah, like we've all, had, all yeah, the we've had that issue. all the paper crew chips like fly. Dude, it's just bad. <laughs> so you have to like oh yeah, to, like, yeah. Spend, like 20, 30 minutes like setting back up like the crew locations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We know about that. Um, <laughs> uh, the game, the games we play in the summer. Uh, again, remind you, uh, emphasis. It's in the summer. And I live in Southern California, yeah. So exactly. it gets hot. Yep. I mean, there's air conditioning in that room, but it sometimes isn't enough. Yeah. So it's like, okay, here's the debate: Do we open up the doors and hope that there's a breeze? Yeah. Or do we just turn on the air conditioning and then when the air conditioning on, everyone stands in a line under the under the vent and goes, ah, cold air, <laughs> to refresh. I'm like, okay, then we go back to playing when it turns off. Yeah. And like, I haven't tracked this at all. But I hypothesize that myself and my two brothers have every year maybe lost a pound over the summer from sweating (laughs) in that room because it's insulated and stuff, but it gets direct sunlight almost all day. 
Yeah. So it heats up in there, and then the heat stays in there. Oh, yeah. Because the air doesn't move. It's a converted garage. Oh. So it's like, oh. Yeah. And, like, the, okay, the standing fan that we had that uh, went back and forth oscillating, mm-hmm. that broke, like, two years ago. So we've had to get, like, you know, smaller fans that aren't as effective, that don't reach as far. But even then, we're still like, okay, where can we put this to where it probably won't hit the, where we put the deck plates? Yeah. Because invariably, we had the same problem, too. Like, okay, the little crew uh, chips, we went out of those eventually. So we just wind up using, like, a bunch of paper ones. And sometimes it's like, hey, we're out of this of the paper guys, too. I'm like, oh, Really? I'm like, Jeez. yes, really. Time Can to you print, print more. some more? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Time to print some more. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, classic. the ones that get used the, the most are like Captain Helmsman, and I put an oarsman on every ship. Yep, yep. Just to cool. prevent it from being captured. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I was like, all right, there's no reason to not have an oarsman if I, in theory, have unlimited amounts of gold. Yep. Yeah, and in terms of, like, recording stuff like that, I've gotten into this like meta of like recording information in the spreadsheet I have for CG4 where it's like, for me, that's just CHO. It's all caps, just CHO. No spaces, just Captain Allen's orders, and I just know it. Like, that's just what it is. <laughs> so it's just, it's CHO. It's Captain Allen's orders. That, that ship is all three of those crew. That's uh. what that is. <laughs> so, so now I'm going to start. I know, I think last turn is when I started. Yep, yep. I put it in the battle report last turn because it's like, it just started to become like a habit. And, like, there's so many ships and so many crew setups, you almost have to abbreviate because the Pirates have, like, 148 ships or something. So it's, like, Marta de la Corona plus Cho FPS. So it's, like, Captain Helms and Oarsman and then a Firefox Specialist. So that's what she's got aboard. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man. It's so amazing. The campaign games are just so fun. Uh-huh. It makes it so worth it. But anyway. Yeah. Some people so will never I, understand. I still have to remind myself that, yeah... Yeah, I don't think anyone else in the community that we know of, you know, has the appetite for these big games like you and I do. Yeah. I mean, I think I have done more of the big games than I have of, like, games at a point value. Like, weird scenario games, too. It's like... Huh. So, I think there's going to be eventually a difference, you know, if more people like you and I emerge. Like, okay, people who play competitive 40 to 50 to 60 point games, and then... The crazy people like you and I who play the bigger games. It's like, yeah, ah, yes. Your favorite ship or your your best ship for your game is, you know, the Corsado or, you know, this Dick Ten Master. Whereas I'm over here playing my 40-point game and I think the best ship is the Banshee's Cry. So yeah, yeah. There's yeah. eventually, I think, you know, down the line going to be a, um, a difference in like, okay, what kind of game do you play? Oh, I play the regular games, the tournament-style kind of stuff. And you, oh, I play gigantic campaigns. Yeah. It's like, ah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember that coming up a little bit with the top 10, like, rankings, threads, and posts and whatnot. But, yeah, I think there are some others in the community that have maybe the desire to play the campaign games, but they don't necessarily have the space or time, or they're not willing to use Vassal, things like that, which I can understand all those reasons. Um, but, yeah, yeah, and I haven't had time for six months, so it'll be good to finally... Yeah. Start my turn. It's probably not going to be complete for close to a month, but oh well, it'll be it'll be good. So yeah, yeah. It's like ah oh, yes, I get all the arcane rules, and now I gotta like you know play Puppet Master. Okay, <laughs> what UT do I put where? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, there's so many. There's so much like strategy and logistical. The pirate like I don't. I'm not going to reveal too much. I will eventually, but the pirate fleet is like becoming this massive like logistical like not masterpiece but it's just like it, it's crazy what they're setting up it's it's insane and I'll, I'll i'll it'll become more obvious over time um but it's just wild mm. and trying to keep track of all the custom abilities and whatnot is going to be hard because i'm looking at i'm looking at what they launched last turn and i'm seeing more custom ship names than like regular ship names so it's like yeah, Cordac, yeah. freedom fighter fiasco victoire albino it's like four out of those five are custom so it's like uh okay what yeah. do those what do those do again <laughs> oh my yeah God. yeah that's the other thing uh we did for our games is we limited because we realized very quickly that it could very quickly get out of hand yeah it was like, okay where do you draw the line of like you know custom stuff and I don't like to limit custom stuff too much. Yeah. But we also play the games in physical, in reality. So we're like, okay, 
what can we realistically get our hands on? And we figure our first, you know, the two sets I made and then Dark Horse's first. And that's about it for now. You know, long term, every single set that, you know, he and I have made, we'd like to bring that off the paper. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think in the uh, immediate future, I'm probably going to look into getting some of the wooden ships. Yeah. But the 3D printing stuff is making things very interesting. So I was like, huh, okay, where do I go to get, you know, a set of multiple hundreds of ships maybe, you know, made? Yeah. Because I think the next set of mine that I'd really want to bring off the paper is the one that has my Ionics in it, you know, mm-hmm. Spheres Magna. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, including equipment and limited edition pieces, has like I think three hundred and seventy one or something pieces in it. Nice. You know, some of them are uh, crew and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I numbered it weird too. Huh. Uh, there's oh oh well, but there's like a ton of things there, and then uh, Darkhurst has like one two three. He's got three that are published in the database. And then he and I together are working on like two more. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be five total from him and I. Yeah. And then I think my other brother, uh, uh, the Ginger Ninja, he wants to get in on making customs too. So it's like, nice. oh, very nice. Good eat. <laughs> yeah, because you, you and Darkers have uh, six combined right now. You have three each, like in the yeah, spreadsheet. I've got th- yeah, three. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, in the, uh, in the database. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said you have five more not in the database between the two of you coming along no we have uh, between the two of us just two. Oh, okay between the two of us just two more yeah i'm so like cool. trying to put some pressure on i'm like dude let's let's get these out there let's get these out there let's get these out there he's like okay in a minute or three in a minute or three like i gotta do these other things first yeah like one of the ones that he's what he's hung up on is uh some story inserts hmm. so that would be on the tail end of whatever his most recent set is yeah. To like, you know, introduce the next one. So it's like, that's cool. I like how you're thinking how you would do this if we were like putting these out into game packs. But like, bruh, can you please just write them or something and then let's get to posting them like right away quick? Because it would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I know uh, Avery has uh, a custom set in some development stage right now, too. So that's cool. Um, he posted that generals like land conversion mod at Pirates of Ben, which looks like uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, might, I might check that out for a future campaign game. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the Etsy shops, the Vul- Vulcan is making a lot of really cool stuff between him and Luca. You've got a couple of potential suppliers, yeah. So we, it's, a, it's a tough call, yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, Pirate Captain Andrew has his own Etsy oh, as yeah. well, I thought, or oh, does was he? I misremembering? Uh, I, I, I thought he did. It might have been in. Maybe I'll. I I'll think there might be a link to it somewhere in Discord, but I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to look for it. Um, but not only that, he's also provided the 3D printing files he's made so far, which is awesome. I'm trying to get one printed today. After this, um, I've got a few that he sent me. Like I paid postage for him. Like uh, one of the things he did was he made like a four-masted turbine ship, uh-huh. which is really cool. Okay. So like I'm like ooh okay I can you know instead of having like you know hack apart a um a four masted schooner I can just you know maybe order like three or four of these from you to get my steamships yeah you know, which are like you know paddle wheel steamships like you know, it's implied with the turbines that there's steam power going on mm-hmm. so I figured okay let's just you know add an extra mass and call them steamship and they get like you know a speed bonus but they can't have helmsmen so that was my um what's the word I'm looking for. My oh. compromise, I guess, there to yeah, like, okay, yeah. we can introduce some steam, but keep it sort of fair, yeah. and still within the realm of like you know piratey stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only although I th- does he uh, has he provided like the files, you could, I think it would be cool. I don't know, like in terms of your custom sets, there's so many that I think it would be best if you guys got together and got a 3D printer and Print then them figured ourselves. Out, like yeah. the yeah, figured out like the detail decaling or some kind of artwork solution because it would be not that the yeah because as it is i'm it's looking like me hand painting all these guys yeah that would take forever yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to. I'm kind of interested in the ones that Luca makes because he laser etches them. So it's like, okay, it's a coloring book. Just fill in the blanks. Yeah. I don't have to like you know put all like you know the lines for the deck plates in there, like you know the whole plating whatever it is in there as well, like the boards and the thing, the little cannon you know, fiddlesticks. There's a name for that, but you know what I'm talking about. You know the cannon holes on, on the sides of the holes. Yeah, the portholes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh, I can just you know fill in the blanks with like a marker or like some paint or something. But the ones that are 3D printed, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to put, like, on a primer coat. And then yeah, I'm going to have to, like, you know, maybe figure out all the other artwork for all this. It's like, uh. Yeah. I mean, I could probably do it. I've got semi-decent painting skills. But I'm a wee bit more comfortable, I think, maybe painting an island because yeah. I can afford to be a little sloppy. Exactly. And then uh, the wooden ones, I can just use a marker for that or like some kind of art pen, and it costs a wee bit less. Yeah, but I think, I think what I want to do with my customs, very long term, this is probably years away, but is like design the artwork and then have it printed on like a decal that I just put on a 3D printed ship. Cause I don't, I don't want to spend all that massive time investment like uh, uh, painting the ship and stuff like that, especially because then it's not permanent. Because then you have... A single copy you essentially have like a one-of-one one prototype of a custom you can take pictures of course of it disassembled and scan the artwork that way i guess after painting if you wanted to but i'd rather design decals save digital versions all over the place and then other people can print those yeah and i just print a copy of the decal for however many i could have copies of that custom ship it would make native canoes easier too i mean that's not a big deal but um, oh, yeah but yeah i think i feel like 3D printing and the decals is the way to go, at least right now. I mean, of course, I could change my opinion on that, but um, as other yeah. options are available. Oh, that's another thing. Gigi at the uh, at the Discord is using, like, direct printing or something. I need to actually catch up on how people have done things because I've been out of it so long from Discord, especially for so long, that I, need to, I still need to catch up on the posts there in terms of, like, analyzing what each person is using and, like, if they've talked about how they're using it. I know Gigi's using some kind of direct printer or sublimation or something like that, and his actually looked pretty good, yeah. quite good so far too. So yeah, I have no idea what kind of you know magic Vulcan is doing to make the ships look like that, mm-hmm. or the other guy for that matter. I'm like, how the heck are you guys doing this? <laughs> yeah, for me, so it's we gotta like figure out you know how they narrow down like the sizes because I was three printing last year and it's tedious work to like get it to print properly so everything fits together perfectly. Um, it's definitely doable. It just takes time for each and every ship type. But I haven't even gotten into the decals yet, so that's one thing I want to get into eventually, either with a cricket, like cry cut, or some other other way of doing it. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it would be awesome if you guys had your own, because I know you you guys have the passion for pirates. It's just right now I think you're just lacking yeah. equipment in a way. So. Yeah, well, there's also real-world um, uh, things we've got to consider mm-hmm. as well for, like, you know, stuff. Yeah, of course. Yep. So you think the the CWC might start June 11th or 12th is tentatively the plan? Uh, yeah, that's the tentative start date. Yeah. Um, I'm, okay, funny thing, that weekend is, like, you know, uh, I think the 10th is, like, a graduation for the high school that my brother goes to. He's not graduating, but he's part of the band, so he plays Pomp and Circumstance. Oh, yeah. And the day afterward is like, you know, uh, I think the 11th is like, I'm done with finals. I've played, you know, the Pomp and Circumstance. I want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, okay, buddy, sleep or something. He's like, talk to me Saturday. We'll do this again Saturday. Maybe. Or something. Yeah. That's the tentative start date. And, Yeah. So I've got to get all the reports from last year made and put out there. And I'm thinking my plan might be just, you know, get like a string of them together and just go up, 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 one every day. Yeah. So hopefully this next week I can, you know, get some scripting, get some recording done. Yeah. And then maybe the week of the 24th, they'll just start coming out on a daily basis. Nice. But the other thing I got to try to do is I got to, oh, there's some stuff I want to say, but I kind of want to hold it in suspense. That's fine. But I am, I have all of a sudden, yeah, I've hit, the creative juices have hit me. Nice. The whatever it is, you know, whatever you, yeah. So I'm like, ooh, ooh, there's some things I can make. 
there's nice. some things I can make some terrain, some islands. I'm like, oh, Ooh, nice. oh, this is this this could be good. This could like be it. good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I really there's like mm, because I had been like you know thinking okay the 2020 game that might be our last one for a while because of like you know uh, trying to like you know move out or whatever and like you know get steady employment and stuff. We might not have time or all be together to play the game. So I was like, uh, yeah, I should get the reports done, but it might be the last one, and I don't know if we'll do it again next summer. Yeah. So maybe I'll just put it off. But now that we're here, and now that some things of, like, you know, dominoes have started to fall, I'm like, okay, now I can see it happening. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, ooh. Let's try to make it even bigger and better than last year, which is like, honestly, I think that's going to be tough to do because... There's some stuff that happened in that game itself that is like, oh man, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So nice. We gotta. I gotta. Uh, there's stuff I gotta do. Oh yeah. Well, I'll let you get to it then. I guess. Unless you want to add anything else. Sounds really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> I, after like spending like you know like uh, like three or four months like you know not exactly feeling it. Now I'm feeling. I'm like yes. Good. Nice. Good. good deal. All right. Sounds good to yeah. me. So you got CBC coming up, making preps for that. I'll get to my CG4. Yeah, the 21 soon. game. Yep. And then uh, and then soon after this, I'm going to get my printer plugged in and see uh, see if I can have any success with it. So <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks for uh, coming on. And this was a good welcome back along with the vlog yeah. earlier today. So so I think so. Yeah, it was nice to chat and catch up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, do you have any questions of the day for anybody? Uh, <laughs> maybe put me on the spot like that. Uh, I can try it. Uh, okay. Since we since we've talked about it, I guess. What? No, you go ahead. Uh, since we've talked about custom stuff a lot. Uh, I guess, what's your favorite aspect of a custom ship? Uh, is it, you know, stats and abilities? Is it flavor text? Is it bringing uh, that thing you designed on paper off the paper by printing it or some other factor? Like, what's your favorite aspect of it? Mm -hmm. Nice. I like that. Mine would probably be, like, designing, like, unique game pieces and, like, kind of, like, somewhat crazy powerful stuff usually. But And then connecting that to flavor text is fun. But, yeah. Um do you have a favorite yeah. part? Because you could answer your own question. Uh, I like the entire process. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, me too. Like, you know, making the abilities, making the stats, designing the flavor text, and then trying to figure out a way to make that thing come off the paper. Yeah. Previously, yeah. I had been using just, you know, extra ships that I had laying around, like duplicates. I'm like, I got to a point where I realized, you know, maybe I should just hold on to these duplicates. Yeah. In case I want to trade them to somebody later, or I need to sell them to make some money. Yeah. Yeah. Or replace your well-worn copies after oh, yeah. CUEC 2031. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, knock on wood, if we manage to like, keep doing this annually, my brothers and I, yeah. the end goal is to have all of our custom sets, oh, yeah. all of like, you know, yeah, and in all of, you know, the WizKids stuff, you know, from Spanish Maine up to and even, you know, the unreleased stuff. And then just, you know, have at it for like, you know, put aside, like, you know, a summer or like maybe like, you know, plan for it. Like, you know, yeah, longer, like, you know, a year maybe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and just, you know, physically in person, go at it. Yeah. Because I think the largest physical game ever is still your Command the Oceans. True. Yep. CG4 is going to become the largest game of all time, but that was also played on Vassal. Yeah. Yep. I might have to get in on, on that year-long game. That sounds like something I might have to show up for. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That sounds up. That might be the other thing we do is like, okay, get a year-long campaign, physical game, myself, my brothers, maybe other people, too. Yeah, exactly. Instead of having, like, you know, three players in person, we can have, like, you know, four or five. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, finding two other people willing to put in that much time and effort yeah. might be difficult. Yeah. You know, in theory, maybe down the line we'll get married and we can, you know, have a spouse that is willing to play <laughs> with us. But it's like, yeah, I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sounds like sounds like a ton of fun though. Uh, I guess my question of the day would be, what uh, material do you prefer new ships to be made in? So I guess the options would be like 3D printed PLA versus 3D printed ABS versus wood, such as uh, what Cloud of Crap Gaming makes versus any other material um, that you've either worked with or have purchased from somebody. Uh, doesn't have to be a custom ship, could be a WizKids replica whatever just what uh what material do you prefer um i guess other than styrene because we know styrene works really well um and it is yeah, that's, it is tough to that's make. what whiskey's chose yeah it's tough to make pla 3d printed ships that uh that work as well but that's what a bunch of people are still working on and perfecting so anyway so that's my question yeah. today i know that there is a difference between abs and pla but i'm not an engineer or you know, material person like that. So I don't quite know what the difference is, but I think it's about rigidity and yeah. how much they're willing to bend. Yeah, that's part of it. I know that the woods, the wood stuff, I think, uh, is pretty good so far. Uh, I actually need, I've got some of those ships from uh, Cloud of Craft as well. Yep. I need to put them together and get them in a couple games or something maybe. Yeah. And yeah, see how they work. Hopefully they'll be in uh, CBC 2021. That'd be awesome to see them there. Oh, I intend to have him there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Smaug is in there. I think among among others. So. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. another added to the list of things I got to do. Is I got to like you know, uh, color those in and paint them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. So that's our questions. Um, let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know if you'd like to be on the podcast. And this was Ace of Next Ben and Zarek signing off from Pirates TSG Podcast Number Fifty Two. Thanks for listening.